Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, God said, let there be Flapjack. Let's get some shiz. <laughs> Fawn. <laughs> uh, how appropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe we're on episode two? Um, and... I don't know. This has been really fun. I've been really enjoying Dragula Titans. I am so obsessed with the quality and the everything of what is being brought this season. Like, I'm honestly happy with a lot of the changes that they've made from the regular season to this one. And I like how different it is, but it still feels within the same realm. Yeah. Um, there are some things that I'm like, hmm, this is suspicious, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, which we'll get into, but um, otherwise, I am enjoying it. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. That would make a great sound. It bite. would be. Uh, yeah, we should we should put that on. Um, okay, but before we jump into this episode of Dragula Titans, uh, how have you been doing? What's been going on in like media that has been sticking out to you this week? Um, have you been watching UK? Yes, I actually just called up. Did you watch? So you just watched this week's episode? Yes. Okay. Spoilers for Drag Race UK because uh, season four, I've been needing four. to talk to somebody other than just Mark about this. <laughs> what? I am so upset about this most recent episode. Oh, the elimination? Yeah. Yeah. I need fucking Jomber's blonde to go home. I like Jomber's. I cannot stand I, Jomber's. They have kind of grown on me. Um, it, I. I, well, so does a fungus. It does. It, yeah, I really need to get that checked out, if I'm being honest with you. Because um, it's it's spread over to the other toe. But anyways, it, it's expensive. Help. Jomber's makeup is bad. Jomber's voice is annoying. Okay, be Jomber's nice to Jom. Put some respect on JB. Bad. I don't think JB... Jomber's name is the worst name that we've had in the history of Drag Race. Is it not like a, a, a European reference? I think it was... From what I heard pre-show, it was actually a JonBenet Ramsey name that oh. they changed just to be on the show because they wouldn't let them have a John Benet Ramsey oh, reference of a name. Um, well, I like Jomber's Blonde and oh. I, you know, it's, I will say that I am surprised that they have lasted as long as uh, they have on the season. Um, I'm I, just like, I also feel that way about Pixie Polite. I'm, ju- I'm just surprised, but I like a lot of what both they do, but I did not think Dakota Schiffer deserved to be in the bottom for this. Right. Uh, spo- the challenge, heavy spoilers, everyone. So the sorry. challenge was family resemblance. Yeah. And like they said that Jombers didn't have the family resemblance, but they said that Dakota did. And one thing I will say that Dakota has done this season, both with the design challenge with baby and in this Dakota has the eye for making things look related without it being a carbon copy. Yeah, I get that. And I I did think that Dakota did one of the best jobs, honestly, of, of making a family resemblance. But I think the whole, well, Two things. I think the whole thing about a makeover challenge on Drag Race is that they use that challenge to push whoever they want to win to the top. And the judging is never consistent because sometimes they're like, y'all look too different. Y'all look too similar. And it's there's never a really good way to to say like, okay, here is the box I need to stay within to even be safe in this challenge. I mean, Um, personally... My bottom two would have been Jombers and Black Peppa. 
Yeah, I was not crazy about Black Peppers. Um, because I thought Pixies, though, was very bad. I didn't think Pixies was that bad. And, like, while, yeah, the makeup on her partner wasn't as great, she's also working with older skin. And you can't compare one person working with older skin that is that has different needs and requirements that you're not going to get as smooth and blended as somebody with a fresh young face that has mm. unwrinkled skin. Yeah. It's not going to look, I it's mean, not going to translate I, the same way. That, that is not my issue to, with it, to be honest. It was actually the whole look of it itself. Oh, I like the like look. I, I, well, I get, I like the concept. I, I get that it. they're fairies. I get the, well, I get that they're pixies. Um, but I like, it. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't quite look right to me in my opinion. It looked a little left. It, it looked a little left. It looked a little ambidextrous. Um, and like the, but you know what? Those, those butt pads, they were, I mean, they were basically uh kneecap pads <laughs> on uh, whatever her name was, the, the lady she was doing the makeover on. Um, but anyways, this is not the drag race. Oh wait, no, I did have another thing to say though. I think that Michelle may have just really not liked Dakota Schiffer. And since RuPaul was out, no, I this think was Michelle's chance to like, how iconic though, how iconic. To be the only queen eliminated by, by Michelle. Michelle Visage. I mean, true. If that if there's a way to go out, that's the way to go out. There was something that was a little lacking for me with Dakota, though, and I I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it was just she. It's kind of like that element of she has a certain amount of performance skills, and she has a, a certain level of polished. Um, aesthetic but I didn't love I think that she was just kind of lacking in being able to be personable um, oh I thought she was plenty personable she had plenty of personable moments on the show yeah like as a human but I feel like as a I don't know if she was on mic I don't know that I would be eating her up you know what I mean but maybe yeah. but that's just me nitpicking um, I mean so I'm just, my top four going into the season has already half of it been cut gone. out now yeah because my top four going in was Danny, Cheddar, Baby, and Dakota. I, and now Baby yeah. and Dakota are both gone. I really like um, Danny Beard. I, Especially after that, uh, the look, the um, the green one. What's, it, uh, what's that yeah, movie? The Little, little Shop, Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Audrey 2. I really liked that one. I think Danny might win the whole season. I don't think Danny will win. I think Danny will be in the top, in it, but I don't think Danny will win. I think that... I, I've noticed this trend on Drag Race. I, sorry, we were talking so much about Drag Race, but the in the first episode, they pretty much tell you who's going to win, and I think Black Peppa is going to win this season. Um, I realize that she has kind of lost her way midway, but... It, it makes a good redemption story arc. Yeah. I love Black Peppa. I want Black Peppa to make it to the finale. I'm not hoping Black Peppa wins. Mm. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, maybe Although, we should review... Uh, <laughs> Drag Race UK sometime. It's just like it, this is a much better season than last season, though. Oh, way better. I hated season three. I mean, once Victoria was gone, it was like I, I, I that's Victoria's the first time calm. I was like, yeah, Victoria's calm. But I am excited for her in Canada versus the world. Yeah, um, and I also have some beef with you about that. Another you, one. Um, tweeted out something about how great Tracy Melshore looked. Yeah, did you not think she looked good? Did you not see that look on her face? Oh no! What? I don't know. What did I do? Yes, I liked. Tr- I thought Tracy looked phenomenal. She looked good, but what's wrong with her face? Hold on, I sent all I, of this I mean, to I, Mark whenever I saw the photo of what, all three oh, of them. Oh, you're like talking bad about me? No, 
Um, Mark's actually the one that pointed out that you sent. You <laughs> talked about it. I just love her look. I I would wear that look one hundred percent. Oh, the look is great. You would wear the fro. I mean, I have a white lady fro. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's blonde, bleach blonde. Uh, but I mean, it's not with that kind of textured hair. <clears throat> but um, like but I look love at the, the expression on her face. It looks good. It looks no, like she's it, excited. What's it wrong? Looks what do you like think? It she looks- is confused and doesn't know what's going on because she is. The, why is she on the fucking judges panel? Because she has connections with Crave. Like <laughs> that's why. But she looks so confused. And then you've got Brad. That's like I don't think Brad looks better. Do you think Brad looks better? Brad just looks like I hope I look hot. I, My eyes are closed, so I can't tell. I mean, I am not crazy about anything. And then you've got Brooklyn. <laughs> who looks stunning i did not like, expect to get attacked for my opinions on this today and tracy melshore looked good i think this is the first time I, i've brooklyn ever she's like brooklyn always looks good though stunning and she's also like why am i being dragged down by these two like uh people that shouldn't be on the panel oh my god also sorry for all the asmr of me drinking coffee i'm i'm i went through it last night but but yes this is the best tracy's ever looked i just wish she had a better expression on her face <laughs> Well, don't get mad at me for saying she looks good. I mean, if you agree, I mean, her makeup looks good, and I don't think that she her the face best she's ever looked. Looks terrible. Although those brows are bad. The brow is bad, but it's the best Tracy's ever looked. She looks good. I just wish she had a better expression on her yeah, face. Yeah, the brows are a little rough. Tracy just said. makes me mad because Tracy seems so fake on the show, <laughs> and she very rarely has a sentimental moment, like a real moment. Yeah, I mean, she's just she she's very newscastery. Like I get and that. I don't it's want like, that from a Drag Race judge. No, you're right. Bring and, back any of the other <laughs> judges that we've had. I, listen, okay, we've I'm gonna had be two honest. Great I, female judges. I feel like on we the have Canada hated panel. we have hated on Canada's Drag Race judges panels so much in previous episodes and like in the world. I wanted to put out a little bit of love for them, which is why I said that she looked good because it was the only nice thing I could say, Fawn. <laughs> well. And I, I don't love that. I, I don't know. I feel We've like Canada versus the world is going to feel really Stacey weird. Bring back Stacey McKenzie. Bring back, um, really what's her name her. from The Handmaiden's Tale that was rotating with uh, Stacey on Canada 2. Oh, I can't I remember, remember her. Amanda Frugal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I totally forgot she existed, but yes. Either of them are better than Tracy Melshore. Yeah, they, well, I mean, it's like Hillary, yes, pointed out on her podcast. Like, they really need a comedian yeah. on this. And Amanda Vrugel yes. knows how to do that because she's an actor. But, I mean, I, I do think Tracy looks very good here. Yeah, um, she's just so, unqualified to be on the judges panel. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that Tracy looks very nice. This is going to be a <laughs> episode. Well, okay. We're already going in. We and are. We're not even on topic yet. Well, there was one other TV thing I wanted to mention, um, and that was Call Me Mother. Are you keeping up with that at all? I and can't remember. We didn't finish this week's episode yet. We started it, but then I had to finish stoning an outfit for tonight. Do you know the twist at the end of episode two? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I'm about halfway I'm through. I'm going to say... We're about to start the runway. A light spoiler, but I'm not going to completely ruin it. Okay. They eliminate two people in episode two. This means that after two episodes, about an hour and a half of footage, they have eliminated a third of the cast. Okay. Why? Why bring this many people on? Mark Mark did point this out when we were um, rewatching and finishing episode one. Having three people be eliminated kind of softens the blow first episode rather than 
because then it's like you're not the only one that's not chosen. I I I think I see it as a different side of the but because otherwise it's like I'm the only one that didn't get chosen by a house. At least then you have people there to soften the blow with you because you've got other people with you. However, like I hear what you're saying, but I think that any chance of profitability for the entertainer is completely lost when you do it that way. Like, because if you're the first out, you can make a T-shirt off of that or or something, you know, but or I I can't even I can tell you one. I can't remember the names of um, two of the people who went home in the first episode. Like, I can only remember one. It makes it so much harder. Newfoundland went home. That's the one I can remember. I don't remember. And um, King. I I remember their talent. King something. They did like a like a comedy thing where they ate food off of themselves or something. It was King something. Yeah, something like that. But do you remember the other one? I hated that one. Yeah. They deserved to go home. Well, I mean, I felt that I, I, I didn't hate them, but I, I felt that way too. Like, okay, that's probably one I would not choose. But, but all three people that were eliminated episode one were also non-binary. I know. Work. Representation. <laughs> they said, come on. And then they cut them out. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, Which, it, I mean, there's still plenty of non-binary representation on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the whole cast is non-binary right. pretty much. Um, but I don't know. I just, I really don't love that because the to me the purpose of these shows is to elevate entertainers, right? It's to be able to especially take them, this one. Yeah. To take them from, from where they are and, and bring up their, um, their booking fee, give them more booking opportunities. But when you do this, it's, it's really like, what's the point? And I get what you're saying about, I mean, Newfoundland has more followers than I do. So yeah, I mean, they have more followers than I do. And I was on more episodes of camp. Wanakiki than them, but that's a different story. Um, well, I mean, you also can win more money in a mini challenge on call me mother than you can for winning a main challenge on camp. Wanakiki. No, you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I, and I don't know. I just, I really was not happy with that. I like, I hope that they bring these. Honestly, what they need to do next year is have cast one more person. And then the four people that don't get put in a house form their own house, house and they just kind of wing it all. And season. it should be like Landon Sider as the parent. Oh, that would be cute. Call me Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Papa! <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? Although I do think Landon would be a Replace fierce. Barbada with Landon, please. I, no, I like Barbada. <laughs> I, I don't dislike... I think that we just don't know Barbada as well because they haven't been on TV. They haven't had that chance to have that exposure. But I really like what Barbada does in terms of... At least in terms of representation for Canada as a French-Canadian entertainer. I think it's really cool. Fair. Um, I just... And I also love their hair. Like, they always have, like... The hair's and the they, main thing I like about Barbados. And they are coming... They, like, in, in season two, they were like, okay, I gotta step my pussy up. And they have truly... I, I don't know. I really think that Barbados has stepped it up this season. The uh, hair's the main thing I like about Barbados. Well... I never like Barbados' makeup. Never? Well, there was that one episode on season one that I really liked it. What, the one where they were wearing a mask? It was the black and white one or something. Yeah. I was joking. <laughs> yes. I, I think they did like a day of the dead sort of look or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, I just really feel for those call me mother contestants who got set home early. But it's, it's only episode two. I'm still so. glad Justin and a bit got, I'm glad though. I would have rather Justin and a bit got with the bottom four that we had. I would have rather had Justin and a bit continue than 
Um, Newfoundland. You know, I am not going to share my opinion on it because I would like to be brought on to a Call Me Mother podcast and then I will share my opinions because I don't know that I agree. But, I mean, yeah. In, okay. Anyways, this is the Dracula Titans review. Not the Call Me Mother Drag Race UK Canada versus the World <laughs> <laughs> review. We've gone over every, every single season. Per- Speaking of other seasons, Drag Race season 16 has started casting. Yes. So you can apply. Con- congrats to anyone who may be applying. Best of luck. Um, it's it's like the golden egg, I guess, of the golden reality egg. TV shows. Yeah, you know, like you, we all hope to find the golden egg in our chicken basket. I was <laughs> okay <laughs> in our chicken basket. We we need to get into this episode of Dracula Titans. Um, okay, but before we can, I do want to remind everyone about our bet and roster that we have going on. So at the very beginning of the season, Fawn and I divided up the cast. We went back and forth, and we. I uh, placed a bet. So whoever has the winner in their roster is going to get to be able to pick a tattoo for the other person. Um, and at the start of this episode, things are looking pretty good for Fawn uh, because the person who got eliminated from uh, their uh, roster last week came back. So welcome back, Abora. Um, we now have our full 10 person uh, roster still in effect. The only special note to be made is that I do have someone who has ha- had a main challenge win on my roster. Which doesn't mean um, shit, really. Yeah. It, it, for, for the bet, no, it doesn't mean anything. Um, okay. Well, we have we have been going for quite a while. Why don't we take a break and then jump back into it? Wow. And we are back with Dragula Titans episode two. Yes. And, you know, episode one, we got our traditional, like, skit from the boulets. It w- I would say it was a little untraditional. Well, skit. yeah, we still got, like, a skit. Yeah, we got an opening. Yeah, I feel you. And then this episode, it just goes straight into it. Nothing. And I'm like, are we not getting skits this season? No foreplay. But, like, also, at the same time, I love the skits, but also I'm like... Just give me more of the contestants. I mean, I kind of <laughs> feel a little bit that way sometimes about camp. I'm like, this time could be spent on the contestants, and that's what I'm here for. True. Um, so I'm not completely mad about it. But everybody starts entering the boudoir, and everybody Ooh. starts shit-talking Abora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in walks. Abora. Abora. I thought it was interesting during that shit talk, though, that Erica mentioned, like, I don't even count being in the bottom last week because I shouldn't have been here at all. Um, It should have been Coco. And Coco was like, excuse me. But I mean, to me, it clearly should have been Coco over Erica. Right. Yeah. That's the way the judging sounded out. So I I love Coco, but also that it it sounded very different to me with the judges, uh, with the judging last week. Agreed. Um, What did you think about the fact of like, how they had Abora come back in and how they introduced that. Uh, you know, I was not thrilled about it uh, because to me, it's, it's kind of like, this is, there were, there was a lot of, um, backpedaling, I think in sending Abora home as they were talking about it last week. Um, 
but so so for Abor to just walk in with no explanation, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, but I like it more than Call Me Mother sending people home um, <coughs> three three people home in the first episode. So yeah. I guess I would rather have two episodes of one person than uh, <laughs> three people leave <laughs> in one. Yeah. I think there are gaggier ways that they could have done it and introduced Abora back in. Yeah. However, knowing that based on things that we've heard from Saint at the Dragula like viewing the party at parties. Roscoe's, talking about how the Boulets love trash television, having Abora come in as their shit talking her is the most logical way to achieve that trash television it's, kind of yeah it's the boule way um, so knowing that i'm not mad about it although there is a lot of gaggier ways that they could have done this i think so too um but yeah with that explanation yeah if they're if they're really going for trash television yeah they're, they're gonna get it with uh, with something like that um i the only explanation we really got was from abora saying i have a message from the boules uh they said trick or treat treat for me trick for you <laughs> um that was my terrible abort impression but work uh, which and then it cuts to eva saying this is the boulet's way of saying that anything is possible this right. season which i think is a good way to achieve that message like really and truly true yeah i mean if they send somebody home and regret it they could just bring it back why not it's their tv show right and not ours so <laughs> um do you think it's fair, though, for Abora to come back? It doesn't matter if it's fair. Yeah. Ultimately. They're there. And that's one of the things that I liked whenever they were talking about, is it fair? It doesn't matter yeah, Kendra if it's like, fair. Yeah. Because a bunch of people said that. And then Astrid is like, I think it's fair. Shut up, Astrid. <laughs> like, you're just trying to kiss ass because you're trying to be nice to Abora because you're trying to still be on Hoso's good side because you can't be a dick to Abora and still get Hoso. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I find all of this very confusing and, and I don't I don't live for this kind of drama. So Same. I, I thought it was re- really strange when the three of them had basically started their little thruple hug over at the end of the table. It was like, oh wait, hold on. I thought two of y'all were like fighting over one, but I guess it's fine. Whatever. Okay, work. Um <clears throat> I don't really love that storyline for this season, but Same. It's, it doesn't matter because it's there. Um, okay, so then we get into the Fright Feet. Burn the Witch. How would they? you do? Well, I am not sure. I think that I would probably... Well, mm, I, I don't know. I think I would probably tap out around the same time Yavska did. Like, Because I, I think it's one thing to watch it and to say, like, oh, I would, I would stick around. But if if I was not feeling particularly nervous, yeah, I would probably tap out. Um, I will say that this made me. It reminded me of exactly why I love Erica Clash and why I want to see her go all the way because I have never rooted for someone as much as I do Erica. I, she is just so easy to root for in my opinion. I think that she is very tough and is willing to rise to the challenge. So. Props to her for sticking it out the way she did. Yeah. I mean, it. this to me was a difficult fright feat that I feel like also just required a lot of mental strength mm-hmm. 
Because if you're somebody that doesn't do a lot of spicy, this is something you, you've got to have your head in it that you want this. Yeah. I get that. And I, because like ghost pepper was one of the early on things. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, ghost okay, peppers now we're just going to give you chemical burns. <laughs> right. Um, and then when Erica actually like vomited all of that at the end after oh she went, God. I was like, <laughs> that was the only time I had like a bad reaction to it. But Abora's, I love Abora's eyes getting so <laughs> fucking red. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, did you notice them like slobbering and drooling and like oh, yes. the s- not coming out of their nose? I mean, that wasn't just Abora. I mean, it was all of them. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah, it was yeah. just like. The second Melissa threw up, I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot. Um, and I really liked <laughs> when like Coco, uh, like when Abora was fucking with Erica. I don't know. I just really love Erica Clash. And when Abora was fucking with Erica, I just was so happy Coco was like, go to that place. You got this. Like, it, it gave me a lot of respect for people who in the last episode, I did not appreciate them ganging up on Erica. Um, and I don't know why I'm so protective of her. Yeah, but now they're just ganging up on Abora. I don't think that they were ganging up on her. I think Abora. I I think that Erica is not someone who actively seeks out the the, the fights. Right? Like it's like people just want to jump on and pile dogpile onto Erica for no reason. And then, but Abora is a little bit more feisty, you know. And I think that I just identify a bit more with Erica in being that person who I'm not gonna pick a fight with you you know i'm yeah. just gonna go to that place mentally and like deal with it um but yeah anyways the this was to win the curse of baldness well to cast that spell onto someone else and erica erica ultimately won and cast the spell of baldness onto abora what did you think of this i thought it was dumb yeah genuinely i get erica was trying to prove a point this is not how you prove a fucking point you prove the point by winning the fucking fright feed and then you use strategy to try to knock somebody out of the fucking competition (laughs) not to play petty mind games that aren't gonna do shit you know what i mean i do this could have been used so much better who would you have who would you have cast it on i can tell you exactly who i would not have cast it on i wouldn't have cast it on victoria victoria knows how to work with bald caps and special effects makeup too well Mm, victoria could have pulled off without a wig or a hat easily who really would have been smart to use this on would have been um melissa hoso or coco or maybe even eva Mm. Do you think that you that you could save it? Like, did you have to cast it right? I then? think it had to be cast right then. I, hmm. I, I mean, I probably would have wanted to save it until like we were mid, like makeup, <laughs> and then I would have been like you. <laughs> um, yeah, I I didn't think that Abora was necessarily the most strategic person in order to knock someone in their placement down. Um, I probably would have cast it on Yavska, but Yavska would have been the most like. I think fucked because yeah. it's I, I, just knowing their drag. Yeah. Like, because so oftentimes their headpieces are built into their costumes. I think it would have really thrown a wrench into things. Um, and they don't often have that full face of makeup like a, right. You know? Um, so I, th- I think that Yovska would have been the person I would have chosen to just get out. But I don't know. 
I also get it. Like, don't fuck with Abora or, or don't fuck with Erica. Like, this was her way of just saying, I think that Abora needed to be popped. Um, because also, if you think about it, like, she could receive a certain amount of hate for going for a fan favorite. And I don't think that she wants to get more people dogpiling on to her. Um, and Abora being someone who she knew could deal with it. It's like, you know what? I'm a pop you a little bit for challenging me. I get it. And I'm not mad about it. Um, so did I think it was the most strategic? No. But did I think it made sense for Erica to do as a, in, in her story? Yeah. I'm cool with it. I will allow you to feel that way. <laughs> allow <laughs> me to feel that way. Okay. <laughs> your, your thoughts and feelings are valid. I just think it's not... Um, I think there are better ways that that could have been played. And I think there are smarter ways that could have been played. That would have... If her goal is to win... Yeah. It, it just feels like now her goal isn't to win. Her goal is just to prove people that she deserves to be there. And I don't need you to prove that you deserve to be here. I didn't need you to... Just, prove that you deserve to win i don't think that she's having to prove to the other entertainers in the competition that she deserves to win i think she needs to prove that to the judges yeah but i mean like i think that like the big conversation had been at that point does erica even deserve to be here like she doesn't really fit the dragula aesthetic and it's like okay well then i'm gonna pop the one who is giving me the most issues and let them know i mean it's like when you go to prison right you want to stab the biggest person there so that people know not to mess with you um i've never been to prison so i can't relate i'm sorry i don't have your experiences (laughs) only once or twice and it was just for writing bad checks. Um, <laughs> okay, so after we see the curse of baldness happen, um, we get to see everyone start working on their costumes. Um, but I don't think that we've actually talked about what the main challenge is yet for this week. So at this point, uh, just before the Fright Feet, we had heard that they would be performing in a witch-inspired look, uh, which is reminiscent of the, I believe, very first challenge on Dracula yes. ever. Um, and they would also need to construct a pair of shoes to go with the look. Um, and on top of that, they would be performing a special song that they had picked out just for the occasion that we don't actually find out until they get to the floor show. Um, now, do you think that they knew that they would be performing before they came to the competition, like performing this song? I don't know if they knew that it was going to be this song specifically, but I'm, I mean, with Dragula, you've got to know that anything is possible in any of your outfits that you're bringing to the show at any time, you know? Yeah, I get Because there is always a lip sync challenge. There's always some kind of performance-based challenges you've got to have. For Dragula, you've got to be able to do things in what you bring. True. It's not just, let's go model this. It's like... These have to be functional garments. I do think that usually you get a little bit more ownership over what your, uh, over how your floor show goes, though. And based on the editing of it, it kind of looks like that they did get to do that. They got to model it and kind of do their yeah. talent show portion, is how I see it. And then they had the lip sync portion that they had to do, because um, some of those shoes did not look like they were constructed to perform in. Uh, oh, you know. Yeah. So, and I, one thing I'm. This may be premature in the episode to talk about. One thing that I don't love is how the editing goes for like the performance and the floor show. Sometimes it's great. And you know, visually it's really impactful and it's really entertaining, but it's sometimes hard to really get a good look at what's going on. But you know, 
that just means they can edit it how they want it to be perceived. True. And, and they I know, can push their I, yeah. own agenda that way. I know it's not drag race. They're not necessarily looking for fashion. So, but, but I do think that. But fashion is a element that they do look at. Well, glamour is, but I don't know if fashion is as much, you know, Victoria won last week and they said that it looked couture. It no, looked high no, fashion. I, like, I know, but I don't necessarily think that they're they're saying like one of the tenants that we expect our Dragula monsters oh, to be I don't, is fashionable. Like I get, I mean, agreed, I but like I think different. Yes, but I think fashion ver- is usually inherently glamour. Glamour isn't inherently fashion, but fashion is a little bit inherently glamour in a lot of cases. I think we're saying the same thing, but differently. <laughs> I think a lot of times glamour will have fashion, but not always. Yes. Yeah. And that's, yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but anyways, so we, we find out the prompt for the challenge. We get to see them all kind of working on their looks. Um, I did have a few questions, things that stuck out to me from this. So first of all, the, when Victoria was describing her look, I know that she mentioned that she was blind in one eye. Is that just the character that she's playing? I think playing? she meant the character. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I, this is completely new information. And this is her like third time being on Dracula. Like, what? Um, okay. Um, and then also, Dracula has improved in their budget so much. Like, I am so proud of them for the growth that they have had since season one, when they were filming on just a little flip phone or whatever. Why Shot the fuck could they not move the camera for when Melissa was dancing and being silly? Like, why did we, why why couldn't we see what she was doing? I don't know. D- isn't that weird though? It's like she's doing all the death drops or, or the dips and stuff, and no one just thought, "Hey, let's move the camera to get a better angle of this." <laughs> that was very strange to me. Like, come on, y'all, come on, basics, basics. Because to me, camera work is difficult. I get that, but there is a basic premise of get what's going on in the shot in the frame, you know? So yeah. anytime I do camera work, it's like, let's move so that we can see what's going on. It also on. depends on what their setup is though. Yeah. It, that just seems like a major oversight to me. <laughs> uh, okay. And then my favorite thing from this whole section was when Kendra was like, I've been cobbling shoes since season two. And then they did that cut of her <laughs> using yes. the hammer and she said, I just want to know what the T is. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but that really tickled me. <laughs> was there anything that stuck out to you from this portion? Um, I mean, you kind of hit all the nails on the head. <clears throat> like Kendra. <laughs> I just yeah. want to know the T. <laughs> um, but like, we do start getting to see the previews of some of the shoes. And some of the shoes I'm just like really excited for. Some of them I'm... Oh yeah. Not as, not excited, as for. excited for. Which we'll get into whenever we get to that portion oh yeah i mean we can get into it we're almost there um but before we do i did want to mention the laughing like the witch's cackle you know what did you think of that um i thought it was funny and like entertaining but it was also funny because by the time they got to astrid nobody else was paying attention because (laughs) Astrid was the last one and they were just kind of over it by the time it got all the way there. So Astrid did it and like got zero reactions, which I thought was kind of No, except Yavska said, okay, best chimpanzee. Right. (laughs) But there was that. And then one person, I can't remember what happened exactly, but they said, disgusting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, I have to mention that. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Disgusting. Disgusting. All right. Well, we have done a lot of talking about this setup for this episode. So let's take a break and then we'll jump back in and fawn and flop these talent, not talent show. God damn it. These floor, floor show looks. And we are back and it's time for the floor show. We got to figure out what that song sounds like. I don't know. I feel, it feels weird just jumping into f- fawning and flopping without doing a little bit of singing. Um, but, but okay, before we talk about the floor show, what did you think of the Boulay's look? I am obsessed. I don't love the cut, the, the lace line on the wig. <laughs> but yeah. I love the look. I really love the look. I but the, the th- it was so funny to me, and I don't know why. But like when they had the shadows or like the silhouettes of them at the beginning, I was like Ariana Grande. Like I thought, oh I, I thought she was the guest judge. <laughs> so for how them, iconic would that I, be? I, for them to be in those high ponies, it is just it's really campy to me with the with this it's like supposed to be so spooky but i don't know they look like it gives a little like (laughs) mad maxi though yeah i get that i just love the xenomorph skin of it it's obviously that um that reference to aliens um so and also with that like each of them had the black streak in the hair that's on the opposite side of each other i love when they do that where it kind of mirrors the other person i enjoyed that a lot um I'm also so glad to see Bonnie Aarons. Yes, Bonnie Aarons. Uh, I've met her. Really? Yeah. What was she at? Uh, Atrox? Atrox, when I was still working there. and Did she still have that crooked nose? <laughs> what? They talked about in the episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm not just reading her. <laughs> uh, but I will read Darren Stein, who was this uh, first ever the first ever judge on Dragula, one of the first ever guest judges, and they actually judged the same witch-themed challenge. Um I don't know what they had the highest brows I've ever seen. Like they must have taken notes from the sugar bakers on those brows, <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> they're like they gave me um <laughs> they're very me from the Drew Carey show. I, I don't know what that is. Um, oh my god! But <laughs> um, anyways, yes, I thought. Wow, that- I feel like <laughs> I'm not even that much older than you. I know. I just you. I I was sheltered. Uh. Okay, okay, let's get into this fawning and flopping session. Um, So as a reminder for anyone, if it's your first time joining us for flapping and fawning, uh, we have a very sophisticated system here for whether we like or dislike our, the looks that are presented. If we like it, it's a fawn. And if it's not our favorite, it's a flop. And if we absolutely love it, best one of the week, it's a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And it looks like Melissa B. Fierce went and fetched some flowers from the woods for uh, this particular look. Um, How would you describe it? What did you think? Um, I thought it was interesting. I don't like Um, it. I'll be be straight up. I, I I didn't like it. I do have a little bit more respect for it now after they like brought up the reference to the witches the movie with oh is that what that's supposed to reference the like the face of it does i don't think the whole look does but like the face of it does um i'm just not crazy about this because the face does give angelica houston in that movie but i mean i'm not, as a whole i know she she went from that green uh 
robe, I guess, to a uh, like more of like a bodysuit to perform. Yeah. And they said she was doing a lot of comedy in her performances. The comedy was great in the performance. Oh, and we should mention the song that they performed to. Shoes. Shoes. By Kelly. Oh my God. Shoes. Okay, do you have a history with the song? Yeah. Okay, tell me, what is your background with the song? I, okay, so like I was on YouTube watching YouTube, not actually on YouTube. I was like, this was like, I remember this coming out and like going viral. (laughs) I've got this in a mix that I have that is my shopping mix. I love it. Um, So I have performed this song. So like very familiar to me. And like, I love Dragula doing this because it shows how often camp and horror are oh yeah together because that's one thing like dragula really does accept the camp side of things they do they do especially more recently i don't know that they did in the earlier seasons as much the super campy yeah. stuff but now i think they're leaning more into high camp because like camp and classic horror go hand in hand so i think it's brilliant um i do think it's interesting that in the judging for melissa they talked about like this is not what we expect from Melissa. Yeah. We don't want you to come here and be somebody that you're not. We want you to come here and be what we what you have branded yourself as. Yep. Which I think is like it's so true to like how All Stars seasons of like drag race and stuff go. They don't want you to come to the All Star season and be somebody you're not they want to know who they know you as whereas on a regular season of dragula or on a regular season of drag race they're like let's get you to push and try these different things but when it's when you come back for that like redemption is when you need to be your like fully realized character yes so like i thought that was an interesting critique for her because like both of her floor shows so far have been latex masks true and to be honest i kind of identified with this a bit like not with the look but like with with what you just said because you know leaving camp it was like well what do i need to change about myself so that i could like fit this uh, more idealistic true queen of camp aesthetic that i'm going for or whatever um and i realized no maybe i just need to keep with my own brand and just really elevate what I have here. Cause I really like what I do. I just don't think I had fully realized it yet. Um, <clears throat> and so yeah, I, I get that from Melissa here. Cause this is very different from what we saw from her in season one. Cause I think like with the competition, they want you to try different things because you might find something that you haven't done that works for you. And you might try something that you hadn't thought of that you hadn't experimented with, played with, but you might be really good at or works really well for you or you might love. But like you should be doing that on your first go round. By the time that you come back, you should have like figured out what yeah. does and doesn't work. Amen. And I want to know, does this or does it not work for you? Melissa's this does like, not work for me. Yeah, but she was cute. I don't like the shoe either. I mean, it's just some I mean, flowers the shoe glued works. onto a shoe, right? The shoe works for the look. Yeah, I guess. I would probably wear this shoe for a, if I had the a proper look to wear it with. Okay, so is it a flop? Um, Are we like just doing flop or fawn on the whole of it, or are we doing the shoe separately? I think it's an overview, but at the end, I do want to talk about like what was our favorite shoe. Okay, this is going to be a flop then. Okay, it's a flop for me as well. Two flops from Alyssa. 
Oh, Melissa, I hope you can get a fall in one of these weeks. Um, okay, next to the stage, we have Abora. I mean, she got a fawn during the cast reveal. She did get a fawn during the cast reveal. I mean, that was... See? That was that was good, Melissa. That is like what I like to see right. from her. And I also fawned her entrance look. In the oh, that's right. Round. I forgot that we did that. I, I think you flopped everything. <laughs> and she's on my roster, too. Um, okay. Next, we have Abora. Uh, what'd you think? I thought this was, she, as a reminder, is the one that got the curse, curse of, of baldness. <laughs> I love a witch moment that you don't need a witch hat to know that it's a witch. True. And like the, this, Abora does a lot of very visual things like visually striking and knows how to play with stuff like a spiral, which is here and even carried that into the head. Um, This is exactly what I was asking for last week when I talked about, I want to see more stuff like that clown black and white thing that they did in season two. You know, it was just clean. It is clear what they are. I was very, very obsessed with this. I especially loved the, the added level level of like, it's like 2d, um, right. I guess, is that like construction paper on their face? Um, Abora knows how to play with proportions and the visual combinations yep. of things to make stuff that is just so visually striking, which is why I love Abora personally. I know right now there's a lot of contingency stuff online about Abora because of everything that's going on. Also, remember at the end it's of the day, TV this show. is a fucking TV show. Don't take it that fucking seriously. Don't send hate to any of the competitors. Yeah. This is for entertainment. My favorite thing about Abora's look um, was actually the boobs. <laughs> um, because did you notice that when they did like the the floor show, like her performance kind of storytelling aspect, she had the icing. In, oh, I did not notice. Yes, that. there was. It's like uh, the what do you call that? Like the icing, a piping bag, a piping bag. Yeah, for icing in the tits, and then she had like a cupcake and like put the icing on it with her. Bo- I was like, okay, that's iconic work. That was really cool. It's a it's a fawn for me. Um, and I'm, I'm obsessed with the shoes. The, the um, coolest shoes. Her shoes are probably one. Like I love these shoes so much. Like oh my god, shoes. These were the ones when we were watching. It showed them on a table and didn't say whose they were. And I was like, I need to know whose shoes they were. Yeah. Whose shoes those are. And props to them for being a Bora. So is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is definitely a fawn. Fawn for me as well. Next to the stage, we have Eva Destruction. Now, for me, with this look, this is very much what I would imagine with a typical witch look. Um, I, I don't really see a lot of... Uh, thinking outside the box, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I can tell what it is and she didn't go too far. Um, it's too a far little um, on the, the witch's nose. Yeah. But that being said, it, if you're going to go on the nose, you need to have every single fucking detail thought about. And she did. And she did. Yeah. Because this, this to me is, while it may be predictable, is so visually striking, she could lose the hat and I would still know she's a witch. True. 
I think it may I think it may hurt her aesthetic a little bit to lose the hat and the wig entirely, but you know, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um because like even just like the detailness of the makeup. I, I enjoy the there is still a bit of a story, even though it is so on the nose, because I, I didn't even realize this until just now. But if you look at the photo we're referencing, she has like the butcher's knife in her hand. Yeah. That's attached to the broom, I think. And then the shoes are made of skin. So it's mm-hmm. like she she constructed those from her victims. Um, I These I shoes like are that. so good. She said that she used tattoo practice. Skin. Yeah. How engineered ingenuitive is that the word such ingenuity um yeah. and i'm like i need to get some of that stuff because i've got looks that i want to do similar things for right like this kind of thing for that i want to make also props to her for um having such a good performance with this and knowing oh, this song. Yeah. like for both episodes i've just before they announced who the winner is i think what was the thing that stuck out the most to me and her thwacking that broom <laughs> on the ground to the beat like yeah. it really stuck out to me it was very impactful because it was like these shoes like she would sweep it and then also with the like fuck you of just like smacking it yes. on the ground i really liked it so eva to me has been some of my favorite performance wise mm-hmm. so far this season in both episodes just if you don't count the look at all just watching has been my favorite to like just watch yeah. in the actual challenge. I, I agree. Yeah. She, she has very much stepped up her game since season three. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy roster. about her. Yeah. I mean, honestly, y- you know, I, I am rooting for her more than anyone, to be honest. Like I, we were rooting for you. We were, <laughs> yeah. We were rooting for us. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. And, and I'm very happy with how she has progressed the season. So um, this is a fawn for me. What about you? I think I am going to fawn this. Nice. All right. Congrats, Eva. Next to the stage, we have Erica Clash doing a candy witch look. Uh, it is very much from head to toe covered in candy. She has candy corn in her hair. She has a very interesting looking hat. It's like got gingerbread and some icing on it. Um, and the shoes are really just boots with a lot, a lot, a lot of candy on it. I mean, it is encrusted with candy. Um, what did you think of this look? I really like the makeup. Okay. Um, especially with like the candy corn kind of eye moment. Yeah. Um, I like the silhouette. The silhouette does read witch. The sickle moment that she had during the performance was really great. I think it saved her, honestly. Um, that being said, I don't think gluing candy to a basic solid dress and gluing candy to a basic pair of black boots is enough. Mm. You know what I mean? I yeah I hear you. I will say that the amount of candy it's not like it's not like spackled with candy. It this is covered in candy. Like it is encrusted. I think and so I I give her some points for that. But I do think there could have been a little bit more ingenuity. There's it's just like oh I'm gonna do a candy witch. I'm just gonna glue a bunch of candy to this. There's no there's no through line if that makes sense. Like there's no I need to know why there's candy on this dress. The dress doesn't give me any reason. Like, mm. 
there could have just been some a little bit of a cohesion other than just let's throw this candy on this dress and on this black boot yeah and when she did the thing with the vomit it was like i think it was after she ate a bunch of like dirt and worms do you remember that yeah. like it was like live worms which cool but i i do think that there is that through line that's a good point that is kind of missing but when it comes to the look i like it i would probably wear it i think that um the first thing i thought of when i thought of what i would want to do for this was a candy witch um but i, I think just, that is because i'm very campy i just think so. there's like some kind of like through line that you could have that. So is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a flop for me. I think this is going to be a light fawn for me. I, I just the sheer amount of that candy. I also, I will admit I have a huge affinity for Erica. Like I'm probably biased, but um, I enjoy Erica and I gave her (laughs) plenty of compliments on this. (laughs) I just think that it is just, it for me personally gluing stuff does gluing candy does not make a concept yeah you're right you're right it, it just makes me want to eat a bunch of candy okay next to the stage it gives me a cavity a huge cat and, and we ain't talking dental um next to the stage we have astrid aurelia i feel like i'm always saying their name wrong um how I honestly don't know how to describe this. How would you describe it? I could see you wearing this, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Um, I feel like somebody on Resurrection did something kind of similar to this. Mm. Um, I yeah, they do the witch thing a lot. I honestly okay. I love a witch moment where you, like I said earlier, where you don't need a witch hat to know that this is witchy. This yeah. looks like some like in the woods like backwoods kind of like living in nature very like she's got deer antlers on her head i think she would have been really fucked if she had gotten the curse of baldness you know yeah i think she might have yeah i don't think she needed the fishnets honestly no i don't know i don't hate the black fishnets i for me I would have liked it better without the black fishnets because it takes this from something that feels very natural and of the earth, which like if we're going to go witchy, I want something. If you're going this route of witchy, I want it to be that like natural and of the earth one with nature kind of thing. And then going to like these fishnets that you can get at Z outlet. Yeah. Those are like very, very dollar store fishnets um i've seen those before um Uh, yeah but i don't know that doesn't really take me out of the look i i'm also nitpicking this because this is like this was a good challenge um it's still a look that i do enjoy yeah i like it a lot overall um i love the shoe moment and this is also one of those things that's glamorous to me but not necessarily fashion you know like the the way that she has the the faux fur i'm assuming um draped around her arms uh i yeah. love this headpiece i and i like the shoes too i, I think that she's one of the only ones who fully constructed I a love, shoe herself i love the headpiece i love 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 the shoe i've been wanting some shoes similar to this the I like got, hoof shoes the like gravity heel hoof shoes i've been wanting some so bad these were good well, is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn for me. Fawn for me as well. Congrats, Astrid. 
Okay, next to the stage, we have Kendra Onyx doing an African witch thing. And she was already bald, so work. Um, what do you think? I think it's horrible. I, I'll be honest. Like, I don't like it at all. I think, I, I, I think it's very, very much lacking inspiration. Like, I think that it, it kind of, uh, like, I realize that she is an African witch, but I think, like, I, and I will admit, I heard this from another review show. Um, if you think about, like, Shea Coulee on All Star 7, she picked a very specific sort of tribe from Africa to go with, like, when, when yeah. referencing fashion. The but I think, Valley tribe. Yes. And I think when generically saying African witch, it doesn't give you as much stuff to work with. And I think that was kind of a, a flaw here. I also I, think the shoes are very lackluster. Um, I, I was not very happy with this look. For For me, this is just like, okay, so you got an African print and you made a basic drag bodysuit. Yeah, it's, it's just... And you got there. some shoes and you glued one thing to it and painted them purple. I, I like the, the heel, you know, that... I don't know, yeah. it looks, it's ribbed for your pleasure, I guess. Um, I don't... I don't enjoy this. I enjoy the concept behind it. I don't enjoy the execution. I think there are things that could have been done to this to like really take it there. And she, I think in the boudoir was saying how she is very minimalistic with her drag. And I'm like in a show like this, that will be the death of you. Yeah. I I really don't like it. I'm sorry. This is a, this is a flop for me. Yeah. Same. But uh, she did a good job performing, um, so well done. Next to the stage, we had Yovska. What did you think of this one? So we've already had Erica. That was our little candy witch. Well, this is and we also had um, Abora. That was kind of a candy witch. Our sweet tooth little titties. demons. Sweet tooth titties. Um, um, I yeah. This now we have Yovska, who has this like half mask on that's this very sweet gingerbread candy sick and sweet the creepy cute kind of which and one thing that i did love about this look is if you notice the legs she's got on red and white striped tights that have holes in them to reveal the black and white striped tights underneath yeah that's pretty cool i I really loved that detail I love the concept behind this. This is the kind of like if I was going to go to a candy, go for a candy witch look. This is kind of more of the vein that I would go to. I also enjoyed the look without the mask on because she had makeup on underneath the mask. You know, too. And they, they read her wig, but it did not really look uh, on camera. At least it did not look so like it, she's not trying to be a glamorous witch. You and know, like, she like pulled the hair the out. That makes sense to me. It's a shitty wig because she's being like. Uh, de, what's the word? Decomposing. Like, right? not all wigs have to be a great wig. If you're going to be a shitty... Like, they were reading the wig. Yeah, it wasn't a good wig. I don't think it was supposed to be. Well, is she doing a pageant? Like, why, why do we I care? don't think it was supposed um, to be a good yeah. wig. I love the hat, too. I mean, look, look, it's, it's all this is hand-painted. Yeah, and the shoes. I love the shoes. The shoes are... I. Uh, the shoes are my second favorite, I think, of the whole thing. They're my third. Um, But... I I like this look, and I, I I honestly felt for her because the judging was so harsh on her performance. Like I think that that is the kind of statement that can really hurt someone's career being on a show like this. Like calling them a tip spot on a Tuesday night. 
Yeah, Ooh. but also then you had a lot of them being called out for their like not being able to vogue skills this episode. Not being able to vote? Vogue. Oh, Vogue. Oh, The sorry. people that were trying to Vogue that were yeah. just... I mean, at least she didn't try to Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what she was trying to do was really model the look, which was probably her detriment, because I know the back of this was something completely different. So I think that she was really trying to show off all the different sides. Um, and they also critiqued her on not being able to see the shoes, which doesn't make any sense to me because Same. there's a huge opening in the front to see the Especially shoes. Especially when so many people started with outfits that you literally couldn't see the shoe in yeah. from this jump. I, I don't know. This is a fawn for me. Like I, I see a lot of the issues with it, but I, the, the problems that I talked about with Yavska, my concerns for her in the, the very first time we talked about the Dragula Titans cast episode, um, that's not here for me. Like I see the drag in this. I see the, the elements of her brand um, and I like it. So I'm giving this a, a fawn. I also give this a fawn personally. Yeah. I don't, I don't see anything so bad about it. Uh, maybe the performance was just that bad, but okay. Next to the stage, we have Hoso who is this feline spellcaster. Ooh, this, they need to eliminate some people. Cause this, this is a lot of looks. Okay. This, color combo is just so striking yeah and doing this like blue with this i don't know how hoso's mind works but i kind of want to sneak peek inside it <laughs> a lot of people want to sneak these peek like hoso, apparently these silhouettes and how these things are constructed i just want to know how they are made and how she comes up with it Hoso really is the one that would have been the most hurt by the curse of baldness, I feel like. Well, okay, I thought about that too, but I also think that I get that she is a maybe not a witch, but I get that she is a spellcaster without the hat, you know, like the she's got the wand, that that she's got certain imagery on this look that is very anime spellcaster to me. Like I love the asymmetrical sleeve. That's stuff. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about the, the actual garment. Um, and then all the sharp edges, there's like star imagery. I don't know. I really like this. So this is a, a feline fawn for me. It's a fawn for me for sure. Well done. Hoso. And the shoe, like with all the like animals and shit. Yeah. I loved when she was naming them <laughs> and I forgot her name, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Next to the stage, we have Victoria Elizabeth Black. Cosplaying as Bonnie Aarons. <laughs> it was jaw-dropping because she has a mandible on the shoe. Um, okay. So I, I liked the details in this. Her talking about the being blind in one eye, still having like the, the eyeball. I thought that was a really cool detail. But otherwise, I do think it's lacking some inspiration. What do you think? I, I mean, to me, it's a little textbook as far as new age textbook of what a witch is. Yeah. For me, Eva was like a little bit old school textbook, whereas this is a little more modern textbook for what a witch is. Um, I thought it was really good. I really loved the distressing and detailing on the shoes. Um, mm. I didn't necessarily need the bones tied to it, but I did like the shoe. Um, and one thing I will say, I do see elements of glamour. I do see elements of filth and I do see elements of horror. And I feel like Victoria has so far, granted we're only two episodes in, had 
all three tenants in the two yeah. looks that we've had. That is so true. Um, I'm not crazy about this, but I, I do like it. I think it, I think she could have played more with the eyeball. Like I, I think yeah. maybe had eyeballs well, in the skull that was on the stick. No, I know she has it on the in her hand, but I don't know. So, like it's like what Bonnie Aaron's critique was. I very much agreed with it. It was very ethereal and not so. It was lacking some bite, and yeah. and that is what I would have liked to. Have seen. I liked her performance a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think she's lacking bite because the jaw is on the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say Victoria is one that I kind of wish I had in my roster because I could. I'm kind of rooting for Victoria. Yeah, I'm very happy to have her on my roster. I, and she's going to go very swap far. Victoria and Eva. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm no. I'm feeling very good about my roster right now, honestly. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of rooting for Victoria. Yeah. Well, is this a flop or a fawn for you? Have we already rated this? This is a fawn. Fawn. Double fawns. I can't remember if we did that. But congrats, Victoria. And finally to the stage. Wow, this is a lot. Coco. Kane. Kane. I was like, I know that this is not Montrese. I know this is not Chanel. What was her last name? <laughs> okay. Coco wow. Kane. Um, yes. Also, she spells it differently than any other Coco I've seen. It's K-O-C-O. Yeah. And I just saw her talking about it on Twitter that a lot of people weren't like noticing that spelling. So if you spell in a name, make sure you spell it right. Or their name, excuse me. Um, what do you think of this look? Um, I wish... She had not taken the hat off at the beginning of the song. Oh, yeah. That lost everything for me. It is a cool outfit, but I think without the hat, it doesn't necessarily read witch as much. And the hat is so good. I mean, they're going for like a voodoo kind of thing, right? Yeah. Is that is that what? Yeah. Especially with all the tarot cards in the hat. The hat is cool. Um I don't know. I don't like this. Like, I, I don't. It without the hat. I, I think that they would have been very much fucked without the with the curse of baldness. Um, because I think without the hat, it does lack the the idea of being a spellcaster or a witch. Um, I think the makeup's good, and I think the makeup is very good, like for that voodoo witchy. Yeah. Did you notice that the the shoes and even like, I the don't garment, like the shoe. The, something about the like the butt of it was just not fitting well. I don't know. This this wasn't it for me. Um, I do not like the shoe. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a flop. Like the hat though. I think I might also give it a flop, but also that's a light flop, and that's mostly because like with without the hat, I really wouldn't have known that it was. A witch. And yeah. also, I just personally don't love the shoe. No. And I think that what they're... Uh, so, Coco is non-binary, I believe. And they're doing, you know, king looks. They're doing queen looks. Um, gender fuck looks. So, I I think that they were just leaning more into the king side of things with this. Um, I don't know. It, just, it doesn't work for me. I like so. the costume. I know you yeah. have an issue with the fit of it, but I kind of like the costume. It just doesn't read witch to me. So yeah, I, th- I think that's I my land. first issue, but then I, d- I don't really think the fit works either. Um, okay. Woo. That was a lot. Um, what was your favorite shoe? 
Oh, and least favorite one. My favorite is kind of a tie between Abora and Eva, mm. our two ATL girlies. I, I I'm willing to just say Abora was my favorite. I think that I, I liked Eva's. Um, and I, I think like, I related to Eva's more, which is why. And like Eva's is something that I like genuinely do want and goes for something that I do want to yeah. make myself. And the ingenuity, ingenuity, and like. It looks like it was professionally made, which Aboras does too. But the, I feel like the, a lot more detail went into a, into Eva's because she had to fully like do all that skin. Where Aboras, I think she just took a red velvet shoe and piped onto it. Maybe I don't know. I thought Eva's or not Eva Abora's shoe looked um, campier. Which is something I really like. So uh, I think that's why I liked it. Like with the teeth and yeah. like with the biting. The I liked it. It was good. Icing. They were yeah. both good. That's but, why they're my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. But what about least favorite? Kendra. Yeah, I think mine is Kendra as well. Maybe. Eh, I would say Coco, but I think Coco may have actually made those boots completely on their own. Yeah. So I'm going to give them credit for that. So yeah, Kendra. Um, okay. Well, we get to the judging. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I have one more question. What about, what would you have done for a witch look? Like, what would have been your main inspiration? Um, So, we did this competition called Queen of the Night at Redacted Bar when I was, (laughs) before I was on cast. And there was a witch night. Oh. What'd you do? For October. It was Season of the Witch. And I did a sea witch. Oh. I'm surprised no one went that direction. Sea witch? Mm. You know, okay, I actually kind of had a similar idea. There's this children's book, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I know the concept is there's like a, a pig or a child that's the main character, and they're basically like, I think their name might be Mimi, I'm first, but because they would always want to be the first person to get everything, and it's supposed to teach kids about patience, and the there's like a witch that is a sand witch, right on the oh beach and she's like would anyone like me to make them a sandwich and that kid is like me me i'm first like make i want to be the sand i want to i want you to make me a sandwich first and so she casts a spell and turns the kid into a sandwich um because they made them a sandwich right so i think that i would have played on that and kind of been like really beachy probably a sea witch sort of vibe but also like eat a kid or a pig like in a sandwich you know I think that would have been fun. Yeah. So that, that would have been fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember what the name of the book was. It might be called Sandwich. Okay. So the Boulets tell us that they were disappointed by half, but also impressed by half. Um, and it was pretty clear who that was. Uh, we find out um, immediately that the safe entertainers are Coco, Erica, Abora, and Astrid. And those that they asked to keep on stage are Hoso, Eva, Victoria, Melissa, Jovska, and Kendra. Um, the top was Hoso and Eva, with Eva ultimately winning, um, and Victoria was high, Melissa was low, but Jovska and Kendra were in the bottom. Did you agree with these placements? For the most part, yes. I personally wouldn't put Jovska in the bottom, too. Mm. I would have probably replaced Kendra with either Melissa or Coco. You would replace Kendra or Jovska? I would replace Jovska. Did okay. I say Kendra? Yeah, you said Kendra. I just wasn't sure. Um, I would have replaced Jovska with either Melissa or Coco, okay. personally. Which also, I only think they really gave Melissa that low placement 
based on how they said it, they only gave her that low placement. That way they could tell her, stop doing this. Give us that dark glamour. I, I honestly don't even know if it was a low placement. It was just a critique. Yeah. You know? I think they just wanted to give her feedback. Right. Because they're like, you're not giving us the Melissa we know. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. Um, yeah. I, I might have traded out Victoria with Abora. I, I I really like Deborah's look. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think Abora deserved to win over Eva or Hoso, but I liked it better than Victoria. Um, and so they get into the cauldron. Yes. Now, okay, I want to make sure that we're using the right terminology. The cauldron is their version of Untucked. That's okay. That's like the rec room. The boudoir is the work room. And boudoir is because okay, the boudoir. Is where you get ready. You get ready in your boudoir. Oh, I see. I see. That makes sense. And the cauldron is where the shit goes down. Mm, the that's drama. Where the, that's where they stir the pot. Yeah. I see. Okay. All right. I like that. And you were right, Fawn. They're not voting each week. Look at that. Looky there. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yep. So they should just like hire me or some shit. Well, I mean, it looks like they don't have to. <laughs> they've already got. They've already got to figure it out. Uh, Okay, so the I don't know. What, was there anything that stuck out to you in the cauldron? Um, I'm a little over the cauldron. Yeah, this season too much drama. It just seems forced. Yeah, like the Abora finding the random, the Yovska vote, like, and then it was I don't know, and then. It was just like it got made a big deal, but it also wasn't a big deal at the same time. Because then when Hoso owned up to it, everybody was like, well, I mean, props to you because that takes balls. And like, we respect that. Like you went your own way and like props to you for going your own way. So like there wasn't anything that came of it. And then the hard cut to all of a sudden Astrid and Hoso are canoodling. (laughs) And it, it was just such a hard cut that I feel like it was probably definitely producer prompted is what it felt like as a viewer it didn't feel and the whole thing about you remember that time i poured wax down your ass it's just like yeah not this I, I don't know it just feels really gross yeah um like i i can take a little bit of drama a little bit of storyline i think that's good but i i this this level is it's too much it's too much and it's i it's i think it's taking away from their art at this point um and i really want to focus on that art personally um I loved that. There's like this one shot of Hoso though, where she like looks at the camera and winks. Oh yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I want to be Hoso. Like that was everything. Because <laughs> it was when they were trying to figure out who it was and they yes. also hadn't owned up to it yet. And everybody, they were like, who is it? And Hoso just looks at the camera and winks. Ding. And it was just like, <laughs> I caught it. Yes. That was, I think that my favorite shot of the whole season is her just ding, looking at the camera like that. Um, Oh, I didn't even realize in the notes that you wrote canoodling, and I also just ah! kind of used that lingo. I well, didn't even read that part. It was correct. Um, okay, so we get to the elimination, and it turns out it is Yovska, who is... Uh, Kendra and Yovska are in the bottom. They make their way up the stairs of hell or something and then fall down into the pits. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so my question is... Well, okay, not question. I did some pausing and playing to get the right shot, and I was able to see where they do like a overhead shot of Kendra and 
uh, Jovska because I was like, how are they going to fall with their shoes? Are they going to get hurt? Like, could they twist an ankle? They take them off. And yeah, well, I didn't realize that, but they have like a shot where you see them without the shoes on and they're standing there. You can see them walking up there. Once they get towards the top of the steps, they don't have uh, shoes on. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't notice that. Because I also ha- paid attention to that when I watched because I was just like, uh, yeah, they're going to get hurt, hurt <laughs> if that happens. Um, okay. Well, Sorry, Jovska, but you weren't on my roster. So Fawn is down one. And I, I, sh- I think I should have said at the beginning of the episode. So at my roster currently is completely full. Hoso, Melissa, Victoria with one win, Erica, and Kendra. And then Fawn's roster is Abora, Coco, Eva, who now has one win, thanks to this episode, Astrid, and Jovska, who was just eliminated. Not the first two wins of the season coming from our third picks I of the know. roster. <laughs> But again, like it's not like the third picks were the ones we didn't want. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like at that point we were still really, really fighting. I think the folks. third. <laughs> I think the third picks were like these are the people that we think would do good but aren't our personal favorites. Yeah, I get that. But you know, they're kind of becoming our personal favorites, right? Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where this thing goes. Well, this has been quite the episode. The review of Dragula Titans. Is there anything that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about for this episode? If you have ideas for what either of us should get for our tattoo message, um, the opposite person. If you have ideas for Flapjack, message me. If you have ideas for me, message Flapjack. Or let us know in a five-star review. Or that. And you may hear your words from our mouth holes to your ear holes on our regular episodes at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.